from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Now, Ursula, every time this next guest comes in, you know I get fired up. You I, do. I, I think you do this on purpose. Well, you do, because he always brings in some great topics. And we're talking about Matt Markovich, our reporter who's been covering Olympia. We're going to have him join us here in just a second. Mm-hmm. But coming up after Heather's newscast at 1030, here's a question for you. Okay. Is job hopping admirable or foolish? A Seattle engineer's post about his lack of company loyalty is going viral, and we'll get into that after 10. 30. But right now, what's new at 10? So the question this morning is, should Washington State University use tuition money to bail out an athletic program that's been left behind by just about every Mm Pac-12 school? And Matt Markovich is here in studio live. And this is a question that's being asked in Olympia right now. Yeah, and you'll see my story on uh, uh, My Northwest. I say that because we're the only ones to talk about this uh, in the media here locally. It was something I was listening Love to uh, yesterday morning. They had this work session about what's going to happen to Washington State University and, and UW, for that matter, after the departure of the and the disintegration of the Pac-12. And some really interesting stuff came out of it. That one, only one school in the Pac-12 that's a public university, you know, USC and Stanford are private, so we don't know about their finances. But public universities like UCLA, Cal, Oregon, Washington, only one school in the Pac-12 made their expenses last year. Interesting. You know what school that was? Take a guess. UW. Nope. Oh, which they, one? They, no. I think it was SC. Or uh, UCLA. No, uh, be public. It was Oregon. Oh, oh, hey, my alma so, mater. Oregon was the only school in the Pac-12 that's a public school that actually covered its expenses last year. Mm-hmm. UW, despite going to the national championship in football, did not. It had to dip into its reserves, athletic reserves, to cover its expenses. And UW took in, according to what was testimony was yesterday, 150, nearly 150 million dollars. And that was wow. 25th in the, was in the country. Yes. Who was number okay. one in the country? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. G, do you have some connection to that school? <laughs> this is the, the Ohio the- State. Wow. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> Ohio State. There. So, you know, UW is like 150. Ohio State was $250 million. And well, so where is Washington State? They were 53rd at $80 million. Okay. And they and, have and, a. And they're, they're saying like they're in dire straits right now. Yes. Right? They have okay. a big, growing operating athletic debt. So who's going to pay that off? Well, some really interesting things came up. Tuition. Should tuition be a possibility. And I just want to play what the guy from representing uh, Chris Mueller, he's uh, state relations director for Washington State, what he said about using tuition. WSU has not used any tuition to support intercollegiate athletics. So we could, but we haven't. We could, <laughs> but we haven't. So what they're talking about right now, because of the dire straits at, at, at Washington State University, excess profits from dining halls, Housing, parking tickets, parking tickets mm-hmm. will go help pay off the athletic debt, as well as I don't know maybe tuition. Also, what and one wait, other wait, thing. Wait, 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 why? Why is there so much athletic debt? Let, let's back up for a second. Why? Because the Pac-12 facilities? network. G knows this. The Pac-12 network failed, oh. and didn't. And all the money that the schools were relying on, like twenty million a year. Didn't they didn't happen. get. They didn't get it. So Ursula, when they, the presidents, by the way, make sure you guys bring up the presidents when they signed off on the Pac-12 deal. 
each school was going to be getting $20 million. Guess what? They reneged on that and got 30% less than what they were supposed to. So, you know what? Let me just say this. When you do, how can I say this? Um, For so many years, people told me, gee, what are you talking about? What do you mean? The athletic, the football, it's just all about education. And when I kept telling you guys it was about money, But now I think you really understand. And so all of these deals that were done before, now it's going to be tough. So I guess the question would be this, Ursula, do you continue down this path or do you kind of reset this and go back to how things used to be? One other thing that they're also talking about was what almost happened with Cal and UCLA. So UCLA bolted with USC to join the Big 12, right? Or Big 10. No, Big 12. And left Cal in the dark. Well, the UC Regents, which is what kind of similar to what we have here in Washington State, they told, they said, you know what, UCLA, all that new money you're going to get, you're going to have to give some to Cal because mm-hmm. they, they're stuck. And so now they're talking about UW. UW, all that $30 million guaranteed you're going to get that first year from the PAC, uh, the Big Ten, you may want to give some of that to U, uh, Washington State to help bail it out. It, bail it out or hand out? Which one is well, it? Well, I mean, which, uh, which, yeah. which term do you guys want to use? You know, well, I mean, I'm just going to tell you right now, what you as, as someone who uh, supports my husband's love for UW athletics, and and uh, we purchased those season tickets. It just leaves such a foul taste in my mouth about college athletics. And period, just all of this, all of this jockeying, all of. Sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Just, yeah, it just feels it's, it's, like... It's nasty, isn't it? Yeah. A text just comes in. David in 253 says, did this issue start because they had to start paying the student-athletes? You know what, David? I'm glad you bring that up. Let's talk about this. Here's a question for all of you listening right now. You guys are hearing about the name, image, likeness, and you're hearing about some college athletes being paid. Here's my question to you. Where's that money coming from? Is it, well, is it coming, coming from donors is for what I It's coming from understand. you, the fan. Yeah. It's coming from you. It's not coming from TV deals. Mm-hmm. It's not coming from the conference. It's not coming from the university. It's coming from you, the fan. You, you, let me get this straight. So there are billion-dollar contracts with TV and conferences, and you mean to tell me that the money that the college athlete gets is from the fan? So should yeah. Michael Penix, who basically got a, a million dollars in NIL money this year, get a scholarship? Should he? Oh, should he? You tell me. Should I'm he? telling you. I'm asking you. I mean, you know, if if you know he's getting a million dollars and the no. school's okay, giving I'll, him a scholarship, I'll no, oh, no, he should not. No. no, there's a limited amount of scholarships. He's already got a million dollars. Why should he get how, how, how about, an additional scholarship? How about That's this, ridiculous. Everyone? No, let's, let's stop with this whole football and let's just go back to universities surviving off of tuition and parking tickets. How about we do that? And don't worry about the foosball. And if you don't want to worry about the football, you stay on your in your lane. But for some reason, I feel I like, would be perfectly fine with that. But, but, but I, there's something in my heart that makes me think that universities need football. I don't know what yeah. that is. Well, it's but, gonna, but, it is a moneymaker, yes. But yeah, it's, it's a, a moneymaker, but then we're talking about what are you talking about? In, but, but, in, but, 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 but the expenses are so high now. That is it really becoming a money maker? It does support all the smaller sports. There's no doubt about it, without a question. Yeah, but but we're talking about uh, universities that are running in the deficit now in their athletic departments. Just what? But, right. 
Well, here, let me add, can I add one more thing? I think I, I really found this really interesting. Model. I, I found this really interesting. You know how uh, athletes get special privileges when it comes to academic tutoring. It just happens. So this is what Chris Millick said about how they're going to cope with this debt. We're certainly going to have to reevaluate all of the expenditures that we make within athletics. And we do provide academic support for student athletes. And you know, maybe it is that they end up with support that looks a lot like the student body in mass gets. So they're going to wait, wait, wait. The, so the, the, the tutoring is, is a big expenditure, uh, according to. Yeah. <laughs> okay, stop. And so the tutoring that the athletes are getting, getting so we have to cut that. And so that those the athletes oh would get gosh. the same kind of tutoring that the average person gets who pays tuition oh. for WSU. Wow. <laughs> what are they paying for these tutors? Get, how, how about this? I have an idea. Let's just do away with football and let's just have these universities just survive off of tuition, parking tickets, and people nice enough to donate. How about we do that? So then that way, because there's a lot of people like yourself, Ursula, that's just like, hey, let's just do away with the football and let's just go on education and merit, right? That's what we want to do. I would be perfectly fine. With I Oregon not having a football team, Washington State not having a football no, no, no. team, you don't none of these no, folks. No, they've had they had football teams where the the benefits that you would get would include tuition and uh, room and board and maybe you know a couple of perks here and there, but not millions of dollars when you when you're a young person who's still in school. Oh, oh, so you're trying to say that the majority of people, so let's, let's say there's close to 100 people on the team, and um, let's see this. Oh, there was only one person that made a million dollars for UW last season. There was yeah. only one. Yeah. So people have this idea that all of these kids are making this money. Yeah. But again, I want to ask you, yeah. are you okay with the money being paid by the fan, not by the TV, not well, by the, the university? Use their, however, the money they want to use for however purpose, fine. But if it's if you're talking about taxpayer money and uh, money that we put into the system and then it's being mismanaged and we've got programs that are hundred million dollars, 80 million dollars in debt. What the heck are they doing with that money? They know that they know that we don't care as long as teams win. We're willing to turn. We're willing to turn. We're willing to turn a blind eye. Right. As long as the team wins, nobody cares about grades. Nobody cares about athletic budgets being in a deficit. It's only a problem when you can't continue to do some of the same thing. It reminds me of a drug dealer. Imagine a dr- I guess I am in that minority. I still have this Pollyannish idea of, hey, you know what? What a great thing to get that scholarship, to have those kids actually focus on education, knowing that 90 percent of them are not going to make it past college. Do, do, do people to play? Do, can I ask you this? Yeah. Do people care about what happens to I mean, the student? That's a, that's a no, sweeping I, statement. And, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, do, do I care about the No, I'm not saying athlete? you. Yes. I want to ask this. Do you care what happens to the student athlete after they play football? We should care. But we don't. What is, it, what is the number one reason why coaches get hired and fired? Is it grade point averages no, or wins and losses? And, yeah, winning and losing. And what does winning bring? Is there any way to reset the system? <laughs> what does winning bring, G? Yeah. Money. Money. UW's program's winning right now, and they're still paying like $7.8 million in debt payments alone this year. Well, they're going to balloon up to like $20 million a year in 2026. 
Well, when of, they're starting to pay on the um, principal. Um, well, you know, um, that's, why, what, that's why they made the move to the Big Ten. They made a move because they have to actually borrow against future revenues. They're only getting $30 yeah. million dollars a guaranteed a year from the Big Ten, whereas all the other schools outside of Oregon, which is going there, they're getting $60 million. So they because so they're giving UW to borrow against future revenues to pay off that debt. That was part of the deal. The point is UW's not going to win forever. They're not profitable right now when they are winning. They're in debt now. They're depending on revenue from the Big Ten network to pay off their debt. What happens when they start losing? They're going to be losing money hand over fist I mean, again. WSU's they're going to be asking for stadium improvements, new coaches, two hundred million this time. It's a race to the bottom. I think WSU is in dire straits with recruiting. You need a big star to bring in the t- you know game day there and stuff like that. So yeah. I, I don't know, G. I I I just see this as a spiral right now. Okay, um, let's talk about okay. Ursula, another just, topic in the legislature. You, yes, I just love the fact that you still hold now. I know I, college I, I, football. Look, I God know. bless you. It's because I do care about the students. <laughs> 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 Who had the best grade point average <laughs> of? Marshawn. The, I'm probably the center on the team. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> that was. Okay. Um, okay. Matt, let's talk about something else, though, because we've been hearing for a while now that, uh, you know, obviously gas prices are ridiculous, mm. but. Could we get some kind of rebate? Is there some talk in Olympia about a rebate? Yes, there has been. It has been for a while that there was going to be a $200 rebate from uh, Climate Commitment Act monies. Uh, It was proposed months ago. Uh, but now it's part of uh, politicking because there's a bill in the Senate that would give low-income people $200 rebate from CCA money before the initiative vote in November. Now, on the House side... You know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a $100 rebate before the initiative vote. And if the initiative vote fails, meaning that the Climate Commitment Act stays in place, they still collect the pollution revenues, you get another $100. So people are like uh, Drew Stokesway, the Republicans are going nuts on this. To send hundreds of dollars to to people uh, right before and right after an election where the second payment is based on how they vote in the election, um, that that is really suspicious. Uh, I don't think a sign of good government. That's electioneering by its core. You know, you're almost bribing. That's what the Republicans are saying. And that's on the House side. So should. Okay, I'm not even paying attention as to who is proposing this. I just want to know, am I going to get money? <laughs> no, because you make too much money. No. Oh. See? Okay. It's, uh, it's, what about me? No, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> okay, what about do people who deserve some kind of rebate? Because we've talked about this, especially talking about as of plus. as of right now, no, because it hasn't passed. And now the Senate and the House have du- dueling versions on when that money would go out. So they may not agree on that. Okay. So so, but it's a uh, clearly people are the Republicans and and to some Democrats I've heard. Say this is unethical to put a hundred dollars after the election. If you if it fails, oh yes, we're going to give you another hundred dollars. Mm. So that's the question. Okay, you know how Matt, I feel about rebates. I've been telling. Well, t- I, I feel about rebates. If they're too complicated, the the idea is not to give you a rebate. But if we automatically qualify for a rebate, I'm good with that. How Just about, don't make it so hard. How about we take it, do it in the very beginning. Like, so, for example, it's like going in there to Radio Shack, dating myself. You go to Radio Shack, and they're like, hey, this product right here is $200. But with a rebate, we'll send you $99 back. Just give it to me the deal now. You know why they do that. Why? It's the same reason why you sold those gift certificates for your car detailing. You know it. You ain't right.
you don't have to make this personal. <laughs> certain percentage you're just not going to collect. Yeah, that's just wrong. Well, this is going to be automatic. You don't okay, have to apply see, for anything. That's what we need. Yeah, uh, Matt, by, thank you. By the way, Matt, I got skunks work. Skunk oh, Wars. yeah. This, oh, yeah, no, this Saturday coming yeah. up. Great spaghetti dinner. Yeah. That was part of that. All the good folks over there. Looking forward to seeing y'all on Saturday. Thanks, thanks, Matt. Appreciate You're welcome. You. All right, Ursula. Is it a good idea to hop, hop, hop along on situation after situation to wind up with a good thing? So, for example, you've been married here, married there, then you've been married up the third time. But in this case, it has to do with the job market. Okay, remember that bad analogy you had? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you, you saved it. I saved it. It has to do with the job market. It has to do with the job yeah. market. Job hopping. Oh, Is that a thinking? good thing? Yeah, job hopping. Is job hopping a good thing? We'll ask Nick next. Gene Arslow. This hour of the G and Ursula show is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. This is the G and Ursula show. Happy Thursday to all of you. As always, we invite you to join us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Sometimes you will get an immediate response from one of us. And that was certainly the case after that last segment. 888-973-5476-888-973. Cairo. I, I, I mean... I'm hot about right now is someone texted in and told me how wrong I am and how they were an active member of Taiz at UW and they tried to say G has no idea what he's spouting about and his sanctimonious attitude grinds like nails on a chalkboard. You know, there are some topics that I'll concede and be like, hey, maybe I might need to read up on that topic. I play college sports. I'm a father of a kid that's in college sports currently right now at at the highest level. A lot of his friends have played this level. A lot of the pros. I've been around a pro game yes. for 20-something years. You're heavily to, entrenched to in the say, system. To tell me that I don't know anything about this topic right here, that's disrespectful, number one. And number two, here's my next thing. Since I don't know anything about what happens to players afterwards, if you're so involved in making sure players are okay, I have former players currently right now that I can send them to you, and I want you to help them out then. Says, put your money where your mouth is. You're absolutely right. Yeah, this topic, you are well versed in this topic. Uh, And and I'm going to guess that from that person's perspective, you know, they do things that they see. These these are ways that we help. And you're saying, you know, but I know so many players right now who could desperately use. I'm just saying the majority of players after football don't get the help. So this is is which is why I'm going to just go back to my original statement. <laughs> Which is why, again, you have to recognize that the vast majority don't go on to play pro ball. No doubt. Which is why I do care. When you said, you know, no one cares about the education, I do care. I, and 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 so do I. I care about for sure my son. Right? When you go out there to Ohio State, the most important thing you need to do is graduate. Everything yes, else did. is bonus. Not only graduate, not only build a network. Also develop a skill 
that you will be able to use just in case you don't play pro football. Because, again, I know so many that don't have that skill and don't get cared about when they are done playing this game. So true. Okay, well, let's talk about something else. Because there are a lot of people who do job hopping right now. And the question is, is it a bad thing or is it something that you have to do really to survive in today's job market? And the reason we're bringing this up is that there's a Seattle software engineer named Alex Nguyen who went viral for a LinkedIn post that he wrote and he was bragging about all the success he's had at job hopping and it has ended up giving him a higher pay and basically a dream job. And so he pointed out that people tell me I don't have company loyalty, but then he says, I ask what companies have employee loyalty? None. Mm, disagree. Moving from Amazon to Microsoft to Google, I jumped between three companies, he says, in three years, and I never looked back. So he got a 20% pay bump moving from Amazon to Microsoft for the same role and job responsibilities. And he says the lack of pensions, lack of sign-on bonuses, and at-will employment status show that employers have no loyalty anymore. Is he wrong? He's not entirely wrong. He he what, makes a lot of great What percentage points. of him is right? What percentage of him is right? Uh, for some people, no. Doing no, no, no. For in me, your, in your opinion, okay. Well, this you're talking, advice. You're talking about someone who years. stayed at the same place, and I had other opportunities elsewhere, mm-hmm. and I chose to stay here, even though I was enticed a number of times with a higher paying job. But ultimately, I look back and I say, you know what? It did pay off for me to stay here uh, for a number of reasons. One. My pay is much better. Pension. I have a pension, so I'm grandfathered into our pension. Um, I have five weeks of vacation plus 10 holidays. And when you know what hits the fan, Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say that company loyalty has paid off for me. Fair, fair. And and I saw that in just recently. Fair. Fair. Actually, in all of 2023 when I had just Uh, horrible things happen in my life. So what this person is saying, they're saying this. You have two choices today. Yes. Choice number one is stay with that company and depend on them to give you a fair raise increase year after year. Yes. There's that one. That doesn't always happen. And number two would be start at one job while looking for another. Yes. Get to that job while looking for another. And you will give yourself a better pay raise by job hopping today than you will with employee loyalty to the company. Yes. And if I look at what advice I give to our sons who okay. are exactly at the very beginning of their careers, okay. I have just told them, don't move. I mean, so the best time to look for a job is when you already have a job, mm-hmm. A. Um, make sure that you don't burn any bridges. So if, if it, you want to treat them well, True. if you're leaving, you're going to give them plenty of notice. Yep. Um, I recommended that they don't leave before a year is up because if you're jumping around and you've had that many jumps, unless you are a superstar, if you've moved three times or two, two or three times within two years, for some people, that would raise flags. I, I would say because a company has to invest in you, and it, the training and all that is is it's a time and money investment. You've been at this job for thirty six years. Yeah, right. I, I've left a lot of money on the table. No doubt. 
But when you look beyond yourself and yes. you look out into the world, what do you see as far as company loyalty to employees? It's getting less and less. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate you being honest about that. No, uh, for, for sure. And and I look at the, the, you know, be careful, too, because my dad had company loyalty. When my dad was in his late 50s, his company had no loyalty to him. It had been bought out and... That's a tough time to lose your job. One thing Alex also doesn't mention is that job hopping is a very effective tactic under certain market conditions. Like, for example, tech, in the tech, tech. world during yes. the pandemic, which decided we are going all in and we're going to compete to the death for employees. Also, he does not mention the fact that a lot of job hoppers are working on contract positions mm-hmm. that can end after a year. Right. So if it if it's a really hot market, job hopping might be great. But if you're not the superstar and we're in a little bit of a downturn, right. interest rates are going up, might not be the best idea. Yeah. Exactly. So I think, know the market conditions and know. I mean, I think you talk about this. I appreciate the way you talk about it in a fair way. I think you using your example, because first of all, not many people are going to be working at the same company for 36 years. Well, in this industry, it's almost unheard of. The fact that there's both no Dave, doubt. Ross, and myself, no it also speaks to the company we work for, no. truthfully. And that you guys are superstars. No, yeah. it's it, well, I was, Dave, yes. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to debate if I really wanted to dig into this topic, but in the words of Ursula, uh-huh. gee, sometimes you have to protect yourself yes, from you yourself. <laughs> so, aren't you proud of me? Because so I, I really want to go in on this I know, topic. I'm so proud of I you. I mean, really want to go in. So proud of you. <laughs> and, and but So, what I'm going to do is, is the next time I talk to my therapist, I'm going to go in then. <laughs> and so, I said, I'm going to tell her. Yes. Like, I decided not to tell Ursula about this. And let me really talk about it. But the, the, the best advice, if you, if you walk away from anything, and this is what I've told people as a manager and as a colleague. Do not burn bridges. Do not. Mark and Edmund says something, and I want you to see if you agree. You're you're just different. You're 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 a different breed. Like let's let's be honest. Like you're a different type of employee. Like people, Me? yeah, people love you. You are a lovable person. Everybody here, nobody does. There's not one person in here that's like, ooh, I don't like Ursula. Would you agree uh, with that, Chef? I don't yeah. know. She's a different breed. Yes. They don't make you anymore. Who hates Ursula Royden? <laughs> Nobody. Okay. And, and, the text message is going to start coming but, in. But, but, but here's the thing. Now, Nick. Take the one guy on that airplane who got up too early, huh? Hey. Oh, you know, even though he, 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 we were smiling at the end. Okay, so they're not even that. Here's the thing. If you don't like Ursula, it is not a good idea to tell anybody in this building. <laughs> Now, if you don't like You're G, that's par for the course. Oh, no. I'm a hard person to like. No, that's not true. Yeah, yet. it is. Yeah, it is. I'm not like you. <laughs> Coming up next on the G and Ursula Show, find out when the dad has to determine whether or not one daughter can go spend a night at a friend's house rather than the other. We'll discuss that next. G and Ursula. Scenarios is brought to you by 1-800-DUI-AWAY. It is the G and Ursula show, everybody. Let's get to these scenarios. Now, Ursula, we haven't come across a scenario like this, so... Uh-oh. Yeah, here okay. we go. My daughter is 12, 
and she thinks that she's a lesbian. I couldn't believe it when she told me. I mean, I was shocked. Now, I'm being open-minded, so we had a real heart-to-heart about it. We talked it out, and I thought I was good about respecting her and telling her no matter what, we love her anyways. Cool, no problem. Now, recently, she asked if she could spend Friday night at one of her friend's house, like always. And so I told her, of course. I mean, it's her best friend. But then her older sister, who is 16 years old, says, okay, well, what's going on here? Because I want to spend the weekend at my boyfriend's house. And I told her that there's no way that's going to happen. She wants to know what the difference is. I thought about it. Maybe she's right. So I went back to my 12-year-old and told her she could not spend the night with her friend anymore because it wouldn't be appropriate. And she looked at me and said, so it was fine last week when you didn't know I like girls, but now it's not because I told you? Well, then I shouldn't have told you. Now I'm really confused. There's no good way to manage this. I knew it would be hard to be a good parent of teenage girls, but nobody prepared me for this. I really need help. 888-973-5476 is the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. Ursula, I'm seriously sitting back. You up the bat first. Well, first of all, kudos to the parent whose daughter feels comfortable enough, uh, feel comfortable enough, because both daughters feel comfortable enough to talk and be openly talking about that. So that's the first thing. And I think the reaction was perfect. It's like, okay, I I love you and um, thank you for telling me. And we'll see. I mean, at 12, I think that a lot of people go through experimentation. A lot of people are... um, Exploring their sexual orientation, yes. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in terms of the spending the night, like, are you making the assumption that her partner at twelve is the girl that who's been her best friend this whole time, or is the daughter trying to use that, the older daughter trying to use that as a way to leverage staying, uh, stay consistent? You said it sounds well, like you're the not daughter spending the night with your boyfriend. It, so- it sounds like the daughter knows a little something. Mm. Uh, look, I'm going to answer something, and this is where I get in trouble with you with sweeping statements. Yeah. Okay? Let me make my sweeping statement. All parents out there, sleepovers. Nothing good happens at sleepovers. <laughs> nothing good happens at... I'm, t- I'm just... T- no, 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 no. I'm not saying nothing be- good. I'm just saying some of the worst things can possibly during happen during sleepovers. So then you have to just say, I don't feel comfortable having... Anyone sleepover, so you know I, I, we'll, we'll pick you up at ten o'clock. You look at me like I'm crazy, Chef. That's fine. You guys yeah. can all disagree with me. I'm just telling you. But you need to be consistent. These sleepovers can be problematic. Yeah, but I mean, I had a great group of friends when I was, you know, ten to thirteen ish, and we had sleepovers all the time. Did you and ever sneak out? No. Not not 10 to 13. I mean, I snuck out of my own house when I was 16. But from 10 to 13, we're eating microwave popcorn, uh, watching HBO or Star Wars, playing video games. And, you know, after 2 a.m., you'd try and catch in between the blurry lines on Showtime. That was about all that happened. Um, but uh, I just what, like... What would you try to watch blurry lines on? What would you try to watch? People know. People know. Blurry uh, lines on Showtime? Yeah. <laughs> after a certain hour of the evening, they had a certain kind of programming. Oh. Yeah. Um, but look, yeah. I mean, folks, if you think that your straight kids couldn't possibly be messing around during sleepovers, here's the deal. Some of you just don't know that they're gay yet. 
uh, your kids may come out to you later. Like, there's going to be a possibility that your kid could experience some sexual activity during a sleepover. What is the level of supervision at the house that they're going to? What are the sleeping arrangements? And as a parent, I also have to look at what are the consequences of said actions. And frankly, if no pregnancy is going to result, there's a different standard for me. Because, like, the consequences that could result from a 16-year-old girl having a sleepover with her boyfriend versus two 12-year-old girls having a sleepover where mom is going to be in the room the whole time and supervising. I, I know the family. I, I, don't know, I don't know about mom being in the room all the time. Yeah. The only thing I agree with is, yeah, you can't get mm. pregnant if it's two girls. Yeah. But, uh, the, but the 16-year-old she can't be using that as leverage. Nick? Well, she's playing the game fair, at least, the mom, that is. If you can't let the 16-year-old go and see the boyfriend for a sleepover, you got to go both ways and keep the 12-year-old from having fun, too, and avoid any double standard. And I admired this refrain from playing favorites and being unfair. Or it could be an excuse to just keep the kids at the house without any trouble. You're prolonging the inevitable for what they will eventually go through in life, but at least you're not having any bias in this situation. I, I, I just, you know, Ursula... Sometimes when I give my opinion about no sleepovers, yeah. which I stand behind that, did I don't. You, did I, you do that with your kids? Because my kids had sleepovers all the time, and I used to always invite you, you, them to have sleepovers at you, my house. You ready? You ready for my hypocrisy? Yeah, yeah, it was at my house. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Right? Your house is the trouble house. I, 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 look, if we really want to keep it a buck, like we do on this show, there's some problematic things. Yeah. In history that have happened at sleepovers. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't change the rules midway. You have to just say, no sleepovers. That's our rule. If you're a young parent and be okay with kids whining. And you heard G say it, I didn't read a book about it. I didn't do any scientific studies like Ursula wants me to do research on. I'm just giving you personal, like, antidote from things that I've heard over the past. (laughs) Games like House. Doctor? Oh, yeah. Oh, come no, no, on no. now, y'all. Yeah, that doesn't even have to happen at sleepovers. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, those games were so innocent, but yet so bad. No, they were not innocent. Yes. Doctor and house? Yes. Even teacher could become. man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling y'all. You know what I bet? I bet you a lot of my brothers and sisters out here, the senior population, I bet you y'all are like, yeah, gee, yeah. we agree with you. Yeah. No sleepovers. Jamie in Seattle, my kid is seven. No sleepovers ever. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up next on the Gene Ursula Show, Chef loves this topic. It's time for Agree to Disagree. This is Gene Ursula.